1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Here's a statistic. Talking about Whitegate earlier on this morning and the beautiful place that it is and ravaged by floods at the moment and thinking of other great places along our coastline, places like Fountainstown and Myrtleville and Yawl and go down West Cork, you fantastic Baltimore, Skull, gorgeous places. Um, here's a statistic for you: around forty percent of people in Ireland, around forty percent of us, live within five kilometres of the coast, and around forty thousand of us live within a hundred metres of it. We're kind of drawn to the coast as a people, but there are no there are warnings now that we may have to change tack, and that lots of people might have to abandon their businesses and their homes. Uh, under policies to deal with rising sea level. It's all part of the changes in the environment and the changes in the climate. Caroline O'Doherty is environment correspondent of The Independent and has been writing about this. They talk about a managed retreat. Caroline, what is that? Good morning.
2: Good morning. Um, a managed retreat, OK, is the opposite of an emergency retreat. You know, you talk about policies there to deal with environmental change and coastal change and climate change. We actually don't have a policy, a national policy around what happens when sea level rise, which is already happening and which is expected to accelerate and get worse. Um What happens when sea level rises to the extent where parts of the coasts, where we live and work and have railways and all that and have tourist facilities and holiday homes and holiday villages. What happens when that becomes part of the seabed? So it's not just at high tide that there's a risk, but that actually becomes part of the sea. What happens when the softer parts of our coastline, our coastline is a mix of rocky areas and and kind of softer sand and soil and land. What happens when as already is a natural process, there is erosion around our coast. Uh, Parts of the coast get washed away in storms and so on, and they maybe get deposited somewhere else. But what happens as storms increase in intensity and they break off bigger chunks Mm. um, as is happening already around parts of our country? So what happens... You know, in, in in spotted areas around the coast, we have put in and we are putting in and I'm planning coastal protection work. So some of it's horribly ugly, big lumps of concrete blocks stuck yeah. on the beach. Some of it's a little more nuanced. There's plans for some sort of barriers and breakers out in the sea that would sort of deflect the strength of the waves and so on. It is not going to be possible to do that all around the coastline. Uh, either it may be not environmentally pr- practical, and it's certainly cost-wise. It would be mm. absolutely massive. So, oh, Are we looking at a
1: situation, Caroline, where in a given number of years, 5, 10, 15, whatever number of years, there will be places where we just are not allowed to live?
2: That's what the government wants to decide. They want a policy to decide how would we handle managed retreat. It has been broached in other countries where they literally in the United States and some states, they've started moving some villages and towns away from coasts. So areas like uh, some of the southern states, Louisiana, um, parts of Florida, even actually in the northwest up in Washington state. It's a very difficult process. Nobody wants to get up and leave. And and in, for a start, nobody wants to believe that hang on, my my town, my village is not going to be habitable. And it's in 30 years, maybe it's 100 years. Could we stay here for the 30 years and then see? It's also been broached in Wales, uh, where there's a town, a small town called Fairbourne, and a few years ago the local authorities there said as they were watching the sea getting closer and closer they said, look it, we're now making a policy decision, we are not going to protect we're not going to put in an engineering work to try and protect the village, so you got to start th- Thinking about what Mm. you do with your properties. Now, there's a lot of uh, resistance to that. um, And, you know, local people have got together and they're getting other consultants with other views and so on. Mm. But it's a really difficult area to even broach. And what the government has decided is. We actually need to have a policy. And that's the first, that's an important first step because we've been kind of, you know, we've known sort of about these issues. We've kind of left the coastline up to the individual local authorities in charge. And now they're sort of, they're somewhat grasping metal here and saying, we at least need to have a policy. So it was putting a, they're putting a steering group into saying, Work out first of all where are the absolute most vulnerable places. How would you devise a scheme where you would start a warning and saying we believe that within thirty years, which is not that long away, or forty years, or further, that this is an area that's no longer going to be land; it's going to be part of the sea, and we are making the decision now that we're not going to be able to protect you. Hmm. So you need to start making your decisions now. Very difficult, very sensitive. Your,
1: um, your background and is park, isn't it, Caroline? Them.
2: I beg your pardon, Your so background is
1: Cork, isn't it?
2: I have, no, I, I've been a blow in Cork and I'm then a blow out of Cork. <laughs> but yeah. I do know Cork. I remember,
1: you, well. I remember you working working here years ago. So you'd know Whitegate very well. And so they've got to the see across the road. They've had an awful fortnight of it now down there the last couple of weeks. So are we looking at places like Whitegate where you just would have to move it.
2: Well, this this report that has come out from the government is very sensitive in that they don't mention any of individual not, area, and you can understand one, yeah. why, because people would be running around screaming. Um, um, but there are areas. You know, when you do, the great thing about Google Maps is, you know, you can look at an area, and it, it sometimes is quite striking how close we have built to the sea, um, and how vulnerable places are. Um, so I wouldn't want to say Whitegate. There are other, uh, you know, there is other work...
1: Crosshaven, Kinsale, sales
2: Well, possibly. Now, there are places that are already quite built up. So, Kinsale would have a lot of kind of coastal protection works already. Naturally, they have, Mm. you know, they have uh, seawalls and harbours and piers and there's kind of already infrastructure in place. I'm now on the East Coast, and so much of that, there's already walls and concrete and piers and all of that in place. It's very unlikely that we would just kind of throw the hands up in the air and say, well, we're not going to protect that because there's something already there to build on, if you like, and you could reinforce it and build it higher.
1: But we're looking at different places where they won't be able to protect.
2: Yes, absolutely. Places that there isn't any significant infrastructure. Would you start trying to put in buildings and walls and things? What they're saying is that's probably not going to be feasible.
1: The discussion we'll have many times I assume Caroline thank you it's a story for the future environment correspondent of the Independent Corks 96 FM
0: Even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more